Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Secret Podcast with Sixth Sense Media. It's the show that challenges reality, questions that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. We make the paranormal feel quite normal and the supernatural quite natural. That's exactly what we aim to do on this episode of The Secret Podcast. Edward Reardon, the remote viewer who talked about his experiences remote viewing QAnon a few shows back. He's coming on the air again tonight. We're going to talk a little bit more follow-up to the QAnon stuff. We're going to talk about his experience remote viewing the Earth's core and the intelligence, the massively, wonderfully powerful intelligence that he encountered, the consciousness that he encountered during that experience. We also got some heavy doom and gloom stuff, some data that's come across Edward's feed, Edward's psychic feed as well. It's an important show as we're trying to piece together what the heck is going on, what what are we building towards? I know I touched on it a couple weeks ago where it just seems like, not to be doom and gloomy, but like we're building towards something. And Edward referred to it as an event horizon. He said in one of his videos, the future is going to get us all. It is here. It is upon us now. And what's, you know, as we were talking, what's scary is that we see these things coming. We're putting this analysis together we're doing our research, and we say, well, I think this is leading to X, Y, Z. And then we get someone like Edward, among others, who does a remote viewing session, and we say, okay, psychically, here's what he's getting. But we can still, in our minds, feel safe. Because, well, I'm just doing analysis. I could be wrong in the way I'm putting the pieces together. Edward's getting psychic data. We don't fully understand where this comes from, so there's still some variables in there. It could be wrong. But the scary thing is that we're seeing things put into place, tangible or what we can call INW, indicators and warnings, that are falling into place with the development of technology that fits the narrative of what we're seeing coming and that is what has me concerned so i want to get to edward i want to get to his content we have a we spent some time tonight going through the details and and it was well worth every second that i had him on the phone um i have one story in the news that i want to talk about real quick comes from futurism.com title of this uh, article is MIT used a laser to transmit audio directly into a person's ear. Scientists have figured out how to use a laser to transmit audio ranging from music to speech to a person across the room without any receiver equipment, a potential breakthrough for the future of audio and communication. Quote, our system can be used from some distance away to beam information directly to someone's ear. End quote. Massachusetts Institute of Technology Research Charles M. Wynn said in a press release. It's the first system that uses lasers that are fully safe for the eyes and skin to localize an audible signal to a particular person in any setting. In a paper published on Friday in the journal Optics Letters, the MIT team describes how it developed two different methods 
transmits tones, music, and recorded speech via a laser. I'm going to have the rest of this article linked in the show notes for you to review and look at. But again, what comes to mind, what I keep seeing is as technology is coming out now, I feel like the most wildest conspiracy theories are being proven. So they can re- they can put recorded audio, someone speaking, they can laser beam it. This sounds crazy, right? They can laser beam it into someone's head to hear it. Think back to a lot of the testimony with the MK Ultra, the the EMF weapons, the ELF weapons, the mind control. They're saying I hear like a recording or I hear a voice being beamed into my head. I I wouldn't be surprised if this technology has been out for a long time. Who knows? They could have this technology on satellites. They could have. I'm speculating here, but when you think about it, the tech that's coming out today not only is giving us indicators and warnings of what may be coming in the future, but I think it's proving some of what people used to call the most wildest conspiracy theories of the past. And for those that have experienced this, this the mind control stuff, I think this should serve as some validation, some vindication that. It what you are saying is possible, and it's happening now in front of us, before our eyes. It's an exciting time to be alive. It's a scary time to be alive. But again, if we use this technology responsibly, we could really benefit from it. But are we mature enough to handle this type of technology responsibly? That I don't know. That's the big question. That's something that we need to talk about, my friends. I'm not going to spend any more time on this. I'll have this linked in the show notes at sixcentsmedia.net. Make sure you check it out. All right, one more article that I want to cover that I think is important. This is up at uh, sixcentsmedia.net. Ray Davis put this out just the other day. Uh, YouTube is increasing its censorship again, is the title of the article. And I'll have this linked in the show notes, but you can find it at Six Cents Media. I'm going to read some of what Ray wrote. Uh, These large social media platforms have become nothing but censorship platforms. If you question official narratives, regardless of how often they're later proven to be wrong or lies, these platforms are going to target you. It's that simple. The latest example is YouTube again. In their official YouTube creator blog, which he links to, the company announced it's again tweaking its hallowed algorithm for, quote, reducing recommendations of borderline content and content that could misinform users in harmful ways, such as videos promoting a phony miracle cure for a serious illness, claiming the earth is flat, or making blatantly false claims about historic events like 9-11, end quote. If that's not firing a shot down range, I don't know what is, but that we, we see who who they're targeting here, people that are searching for truth, the truth seekers out there. Uh, Ray goes on to talk about this. He's got some great information, some great things to ponder in this that I would love for you to to look at. I'll have this linked. It'll be in the show notes. It'll be in the secret newsletter, uh, and it's up at sixcentsmedia.net right now if you want to go check it out, um, and you can see the links to what YouTube's doing. Ray says it all the time, though. He talks about YouTube needs to serve as the town square where free speech should now be protected because we don't have the necessarily the town hall meetings anymore publicly. I mean, they have them, but YouTube has that platform, and he's hoping, you know, that, and I agree, maybe the Supreme Court will step in and do its job at some point and say, you know, free speech needs to be protected on a platform like YouTube. Or we need to organize 
and it's easier said than done. And I, I use YouTube, but we need to organize and just boycott it. But again, easier said than done. Something new needs to be created. I know I was talking with some of you in social media world out there uh, over us creating something new. And I know that uh, on Stellar is it Jimmy Church is working on a platform. I don't know the specifics of it, though. But anyway, we need to keep that in mind, which is here's a shameless self-plug. Why I encourage you to sign up for the secret newsletter. Uh, it, it's it's oh, the best way to stay connected to make sure that the algorithms don't filter out our content because I can send it directly to your inbox. But with the way things are going, who knows? I may have to be sending out actual snail mail newsletters at some point just to keep this information flowing to all of you. Or we can all just connect psychically and share data that way, which uh, I say it tongue-in-cheek, but I'm also serious at saying that. I think it's a, an important thing to learn how we can gather data that way. Speaking of which, Ed Reardon coming on the air in just a moment. You know, I had him on. We did a fascinating discussion about his content, Remote Viewing QAnon, and we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. We're going to talk about what he encountered when he viewed and visited the Earth's core, the consciousness that he encountered, uh, and, and some other important things that may be coming down the pipeline for us, my friends. His words, the future is going to get us all. It's here. It's upon us now. Um, I, not much more I can say. You have to listen to what, what, what he's experienced and what he's, what he's viewed. Um, I'm going to get to it because it's an important conversation uh, so get comfortable, my friends. Take some notes. Write down some things that, that he says because you're going to want to go over this. You might want to listen to this podcast a couple of times and, uh, and let me know what you think. Let me get to Edward. Here we go. Okay, friends, I have Edward Reardon on the line. He is uh, a remote viewer. He's been on the show previously. We had a fantastic discussion about his session, Remote Viewing QAnon. He's going to talk to me a little bit more about some of the follow-up to that. In addition, he did a fantastic session, uh, Remote Viewing the Earth's Core, that really hit on a lot of points for me that I want to talk about. And then we have some other general remote viewing stuff we're going to get into as well. So it's going to be a fascinating discussion. Edward, how are you, my friend? Hey, Dennis. Uh, thanks so much for inviting me back on your show. I'm happy to be here. It's always a pleasure. It's always great talking with you. You know, I always... As soon as we hung up the phone last time, I had 500 other questions. I easily could have <laughs> kept you on the line for, for hours and hours, so I'm glad that we're able to do this again. So what's, uh, what's new and exciting in your world? I know you've got, you're with a, a crypto viewing group. Can you explain that a little bit for us? Yeah. Um, I, um, I got accepted onto a group uh, with two of my favorite remote viewers, uh, Dick Allgaier and Dan Smith. Um, it is uh, uh, kind of an organization um, that got started up and uh, focusing on uh, very relevant um, topics, um, things that are happening um, now and will continue to happen in, as we go through um, kind of this sort of transitional time. So. Yeah, it's me and, and Dick Allgaier, Dan Smith, and, this, and another fellow, Benjamin, uh, who on YouTube has the name Be uh, Matrix Portfolio. He's a, he is a very interesting dude and um, has a, a very interesting way of, of experiencing the timeline. And so we tackle all kinds of interesting things. Uh, we um, look at uh, cryptocurrency. 
Mm-hmm. We look at um, we look at future events. Um, we look at uh, some unusual targets too. Uh, so we we keep it very well rounded, but it's it's a very future oriented um, focus. Okay. It sounds. I mean, it sounds like it. And I now. Uh these are some some big names in the remote viewing community, correct? I mean, I know through Farsight's productions, Courtney Brown refers to them as some of the best in the world. That's that's amazing. Yeah, Dick uh, and and Dow's, um, like I say, they're they're two of my favorites, mm-hmm. and so and and they're great guys. So to, to call them friends and and uh, teammates, um, I'm very I'm very happy about. It. I'm ex- I'm excited. We. We do some really, in my opinion, uh, we do some very important remote viewing work. Uh, and I'd have to agree from from what I've seen, uh, and I'm not surprised that you ended up on a team like that by looking at the, the quality of the content and the data that you've been consistently putting out and, and sharing with people. Um, I think this is there's some amazing things that are going to come out of this. Now, let me ask you, I've got a few questions just in general. With remote viewing data, how would you recommend we use this data? I mean, obviously, we don't want to just sit there and put all our eggs in one basket, just like if one person was to tell me something was going to happen, I want to evaluate that as well. But how should we process information that comes from a remote viewing source? Well, um, like I said before, take it with a, a grain of salt, uh, but let me let me explain what I mean by that. Remote viewing um, is is such a uh, fascinating topic. Uh, so when people come upon it, um, it can be mind blowing. And when you see um, high level remote viewing work, uh, it 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 can be a little mesmerizing. Um, there's a lot that we don't know about how we're able to acquire these perceptions and describe these things. Uh, we, we don't know, we don't know anything right. really. Mm-hmm. All, all we know is that we can do it. <laughs> you right. Know? Right. Um, but there, there's, um, it's kind of like the quantum world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very difficult to, to comprehend. And so if someone is looking at remote viewing data, um, look at it in context with other information. One of the things that um, is very important to to me as a remote viewer is uh, verifiable targets. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why they're so important is because it helps the remote viewer to gauge um, not only their accuracy, but where you can find the truths in what they're experiencing and describing. And um, like I say, it's very much like the quantum world. I'll give you an example. Um, One of the big questions in remote viewing was, well, is it just telepathy? Uh, are you reading the tasker's mind? And mm-hmm. you know, what if, what if, what if, uh, can a remote viewer tell the difference between, uh, real, 
location or just something made up in somebody's mind, you know? Right. And um, that's been a big question. I've proven that to myself in, in a series of remote viewing experiments uh, where the tasks or the targets were just in people's minds. And I was able to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was something inside of someone or a group of people's mind. Um, that doesn't mean that I will always be able to do that in those circumstances I was able to. But well, well, the point is um, we're dealing with something that is so unknown to us right. as to how it works um, and that kind of thing. And, and people who are looking to remote viewing for answers and stuff like that. Um, just remember that, you know, us as remote viewers, um, you know, we're, we're, we're not saying we have all the answers. We're just people who, who are committed to, uh, seeking them out. Mm-hmm. We're committed to, um, attempting to experience, um, uh, how we are connected to other dimensions um, and how we can translate that into information that we can relate to in our everyday experience. Um, so I don't know. If that's kind of my long way of answering the question right. for you, Dennis. But, I don't think there is a short answer. Um, there's no short answer. Mm-hmm. There is no short answer mm-hmm. at all. It's it's an ongoing, never-ending answer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Know. So so let me ask you this as, as a follow-up because this is something that's always been um, on my. This was kind of one of my big questions that I wanted to ask you at the beginning of the show, and you kind of touched on it already anyway, and that's regards to a, a false signal. Now, is it is it mm-hmm. possible, or have you encountered? Do you think? either the technology exists out there in the universe or the intelligence exists out there in the universe where it can create some form of false signal, virtual world, dummy timeline that would then feed you data, feed multiple viewers data on that set for whatever reason. Oh, man. Um, I, I, I can't really answer that. I mean, it, mm-hmm. anything is possible. Right. Um, I mean, I, I definitely, I don't know enough to give you an, an, a, a solid answer on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, um, like in the, in regards to like, uh, the earth's core sessions, um, where in my opinion, there are large, consciousness uh, fields mm-hmm. uh, beyond ours and they can and I believe they do communicate with us mm-hmm. um, so in regards to that um, you know I, I'd say that it's it's possible the thing is here, here's the thing I had um, I'll try to make this real short but I had been asked to to remote view a target um, and the the tasker was attempting to see if his intellectual data could be secured from a remote viewer. Mm-hmm. 
Um, long story short, um, the videos are up there if you want to watch them. That's a DNA marker sessions. Okay. But here's the thing is that um, there was there was a few seconds in there where I was drawn to a different target per the queuing, per the task that mm-hmm. I was uh, uh, working within. But that was just because it was task. Right. If if you have intellectual data and uh, you're not thinking about, well, maybe there's a team of remote viewers who are <laughs> right. looking at this, um, then I don't think there's, uh, in my opinion, there's nothing that could stop a remote viewer from accessing that. Um, but then again, there are larger consciousness fields out there, and um, and we don't understand them. So, um, you know, I have to stay humble and say I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know the answer. You know, and that's a good and that's a good answer, Edward. You know, as much as we wish we we knew, um, it, it, I think it's better to say admit what you don't know because then that still gives us some intel. Um, you know, a couple things on that. The the reason why I ask is I, I look at because we're going to get into some some heavy stuff tonight. Um, looking at our future, looking at our timeline, and I, I just I, I look back to when I was a kid. I grew up watching the Ancient Prophecies show, and it was Nostradamus predictions, and the world's going to end. And then I remember 2012 coming about. And and uh, was it uh, Gordon Michael Scanlon was a big psychic back in the 90s who said these earth changes were coming. It was based off some Edgar Casey's work. Um, and some of it comes to fruition, some of it doesn't. And there's so many variables that come into play with that. Not saying somebody was wrong, just maybe some changes were made. But I also wonder um, if something is putting out these signals to give us the perception that something is bad is coming because of the reaction then we then give it, the energy and attention we then give it. So that's that's kind of my thought on that. You know, is that possible? And, mm-hmm. and obviously anything's possible. But um, just looking at the energetic output of humans as a species collectively, if we're all focused on an end event or something scary 10 years down the road or five years down the road, maybe there's a payoff for that, whether it happens or not. Well, I think, um, I, I think that, um, like, uh, if you're familiar with Cliff High, I'm not, uh, Cliff High created a, um, like a web bot program, Mm-hmm. to scan the internet and and um his his notion was that um that people on the internet uh typing and and posting and doing all these things on the internet there's a psychic signal that comes from them mm-hmm. and if you and if you program your your algorithms properly or whatever um there is a a predictive uh, signal in there that can be found, um, you know, through a, through a high intense computer programs. Right. Um, and he's he's had some some points where where there was a very good accuracy, showing that I think nine eleven was his big hit and, wow. and got him a lot of attention because mm-hmm. of all these spikes uh, for that time period. Wow. So I, I think that um, our 
collective consciousness uh, is um, operates outside of time. Right. Uh, we most we have a society that doesn't um, condone focusing on that or condemns those who have. And so I, I believe that's kind of shut some people down, at least in our society, until recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I believe that we are uh, we have access to it, and um, I've proven it to myself uh, many times. Um, I've seen other people uh, pull things out um, that were uh, very impressive as well. And uh, we we just have the ability to do it. And why do we have? I don't know. Maybe we live in. Maybe we do live in a in a simulation. Yeah. Um, and like in the Matrix or something like that. And, and we, you know, there's um, a Merovingian or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and there's just some stream that goes through. Um, and some people, it's just turned up a couple of notches. You know. That would explain certain certain anomalies or things that we can't quite account for. Uh, you know, I definitely have looked into that quite a bit. Um, but And I could spend all night on that thread, but there's so much that I, that I want to get into. So I want, I want to just get one more question to your, um, you know, with your, with your team that you're on now. What would you say is your ultimate goal of, of your team? Well, the team um, is, is the focus uh, is on uh, what's coming our way. It, okay. it, what, what we're talking about now right. is really the focus of the team. Okay. Um, and we are turning our attention um, towards it. Right. And getting, um, you know, some good remote viewers uh, with good track records and kind of putting our perceptive, uh, you know, mind muscles together right? and see if we can, uh, kind of nav- navigate through this. Hopefully give us some, and, uh, um, some usable Intel so we can maybe sidestep some of these things. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to what's coming out. Um, and how, how can we find, you know, their data? Is this on YouTube or is that? You can look up crypto. It's called crypto viewing. Okay. Uh, you can, you can look it up, uh, on YouTube and you'll find, um, the YouTube channel. Uh, Dick Algar does, does those videos for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Patreon page where all of the projects are available. Okay. Um, and so people can find that either through you can look up crypto viewing through Patreon and follow the links through the through YouTube. Awesome! I'll, I'll have and links in uh, in my show notes yeah. in my newsletter, so my listeners can Thank find you. it as well. Absolutely, I think it's important stuff um, that's coming out. I of believe there. so. Yeah, absolutely. I believe so. So let's dive into some uh, some of these targets here. Uh, I, I know everybody's excited to hear follow-ups to QAnon, but before we get to that, I, I want to talk about. Uh, the Earth's core. I think it's important that we get this, get into this first. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know how Edward, but I feel that this is an important target and somehow connected to this journey of data that you've been just gathering. That seems to be, at least from my vantage, 
filling in a lot of gaps here. So you were you were tasked to view um, the Earth's core. Can you tell me a little bit about you know the, the target itself, what the tasking was? And... Sure. Let me uh, let me pull up the tasking here. Okay, this is target 3983-1594. The essential cue, the current composition and structure uh, of the center of the Earth, herein referred to as the Earth's core or core. The viewing parameters, the viewer perceives only the intended target as it is specified by this target definition. The viewer describes only tangibles and intangibles that exist related to the target in the intended and stated past time frame. Uh, the variables, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, this was set up for me by my friend Dustin Newcomb, mm-hmm. and he, he um, selects some very interesting targets. So here are the, here are the variables. The year's core, in addition to relevant aspects of the general target, as defined by the essential cue, the viewer perceives and describes the additional tangential target aspect. That's not a word that I normally use. It hurts right, my time. Right. Uh, any information regarding the uh, geologic evolution of the Earth's core relevant to its current state, the current composition of elements within the Earth's core, the current physical structure and or physical characteristics of the Earth's core, the relationship to the external strata described as the outer core, Earth's upper and lower mantle and the Earth's crust, the complexities of the core's relationship with the star called Sun centered in our solar system, the complexities of the core's relationship with other planets and planetoid in our solar system, the complexities of the core's relationship with other planets and planetoids uh, outside of our solar system, complexities of the core's relationship with the center of the galaxy, or the Milky Way galaxy, the effects of the core's sun on the surface, uh, land and water masses, uh, on the inhabitants of Earth, the effect, there's a lot to this, yeah. the effect the Earth's core has on the layers of atmosphere between the Earth's crust in space, Earth's core relationship with electrical forces, gravitational forces, and lastly, any significant intelligent, spiritual, archetypal, metaphysical properties associated with the Earth's core. And I was able to um, experience probably about 60 to 65% of those um, elements in in those sessions so it it made it a very um interesting uh experience for me every sound a little bit low can you just get a little bit closer to your uh your mic or your mouthpiece for can you hear me i can hear you yeah we're good um okay uh, i guess my my first question is you you said uh, a friend of yours dustin tasked you with that do you have any idea why he asked you to view that specific target well, in the first video for that, um, there's he he recorded. I 
himself kind of going over why he selected it, but uh, he was curious as to the, um, kind of um, what the truth was, because there's a lot of theories out there right. uh, as to what uh, the Earth's core consists of and all that kind of stuff. And also, he had the um, feeling that the Earth's core um, w- was kind of re- needing some attention, and, and um, it kind of was was worthy of, of um, turning our attention to it and try to understand it, try to comprehend it, um, realize that uh, we have a relationship with it, mm-hmm. and um, I believe those were. Those are some of his motivations for it. I, I almost wonder if, you know, his his feeling was some kind of a calling out to him. Uh, and I know I'm speculating here, but it, it just makes you wonder because of some of the things that you encountered. You know, maybe the Earth was saying, "Hey, I'm here. Come, come look at me and, and tell people." You think that's possible? I think it's uh, very possible. Um, he, I think, he kind of hinted to that in in his. Um, his little video clip, you know, was, um, it kind of was like, it, it's time to kind of turn our attention and, and, right. and kind of wake up a little bit there. You know? So you encountered, uh, when, when you were there, you were going through this target and you encountered some intelligence there. Mm-hmm. What was, what was that like? Well, it was, um, it was very interesting right off the bat. Um, once in the first session that I did for that one, I was um, getting a very strong feeling of curiosity, not just mine, mm-hmm. not just not just my curiosity. It was uh, the curiosity of something else, right? And. Um, and for me, uh, curiosity is one of the greatest abilities uh, of, a, of the human creature. Um, one of the most powerful um, experiences mm-hmm. that we have, and one of the most important ones that we have, is, is the ability to experience curiosity. And so I was feeling um, a curiosity coming from something else, and that... Uh, really triggered triggered me yeah and um because i mean i'd have to i'd have to translate what that means i I don't mean like uh how like a a cat you know the curiosity of a cat or something like that right i'm talking about a force of energy um that can is like a gravitational force it's it draws things to itself. It, um, it, 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 it kind of latches on to things and then kind of pulls them in. And, and it was like, um, it was recording, it was recording things and, and, uh, like a giant database of, of experiences. And it reminded me of, uh, the Akashic Records. Right, I do remember you saying that. Okay, that, that was that was in that was in the first session. Yeah, and um, and I'll tell you why that was important to me. I, I talked about that in the video, but the reason that um, I felt that um, 
and I put it in as an AOL of the signal. It was, it was reminding me of something. Right. And it, it was reminding me of a, I had a, 20 years ago, I had two readings with a real Akashic Records reader. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, and I don't know if there are, and she's passed on now, and I don't know if there are any left. There may not be any left. She may have been the last one. Right. Um, but she was the real, real deal. And the the kind of um, um, ener- you know, the, the energy of her mind as she was uh, working with me w- was reminding me of, of what I was experiencing in that session. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that happened, I, I was I was hooked. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to enjoy this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, right where I, I'm in my, I'm in my, uh, happy place. (laughs) It sounds it. It sounds it. (laughs) So what is that, in your opinion, what do you think that tells us about what this is? You know, it's recording, you said everything it pulls into it, you know, just trying to gather Mm -hmm. information and this this is why I wanted to do this before the QAnon stuff because I think there's some parallels there. I don't think yeah. they're one and the same, but there's some parallels. What what do you think this is? You mean the um, the awareness at the center of the earth, or yeah. the earth? Mm-hmm. I think that um, I think that there from my session, uh, my I think it was five sessions, five mm-hmm. or six sessions, right? Um, that. Um, there, there is an awareness, a very large awareness, um, that, that, um, is the earth. And, um, and, oh man, I mean, it's hard to describe, Dennis, yeah. uh, it's very difficult to even comprehend. Mm-hmm. Uh, words really don't do it justice. Right. Um, the words like curiosity uh, don't do it any justice. Right. It's it's a um, a magnificent field of of, of awareness um, that is uh, hurtling through space and collecting experience and. Um, has uh, allowed us to um, borrow some bodies right. <laughs> from okay. its uh, from its elements um, to kind of hang out with it uh, for a while, and uh, you know we're not doing too good of a job in some areas, but um, that that's that's my feeling on it. Uh, it's a giant consciousness, a giant awareness, and. Um, and you know, uh, as far as my remote viewing, uh, I scratched the, the surface, uh, uh, if if at all. Right, right. So, but it's possible that this is this consciousness that then allows our consciousness to to join it for a time and have our own experiences that we then share with this giant database of consciousness. I believe so, and our I, I believe that um, 
that yeah, it's it's our our experiences are, are being recorded, mm-hmm. added added into its it, into its experience as well. Any idea why? Whew, I don't think uh, I went into that. Um, I can give you my my opinion. Sure. Um, I had this I had this thought I was uh, years ago as to why. Um, so there's so many human beings on earth and I, I was just racking my brain, you know, why, why, uh, are there so many, you know, for every human, you, you just, something has to be removed. It seems, you know, right. Um, you got to remove uh, other life forms, uh, for every human to consume and, and exist. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering why, you know, um, why would that be? And I had this uh, strange kind of sensation coming up, come over me in in that in order for all of the experiences uh, to be to to be had that for some reason are required to be had, it requires so many billion human beings mm-hmm. um, operating and having them, and you know, be it eight, eight uh, billion or nine or, or 10 or however many uh, uh, we'll, we'll max out at. The, the idea was that um, there, there was some, some plateau of experience uh, required. Mm-hmm. And it just required that many people running around <laughs> seemingly aimlessly right. <laughs> you know? right. uh, and dangerously. Um, doing them and creating them and having them and and um you know we're we we have within us um a we have within us the spark of creativity right uh and so we um are constantly creating as as well as destroying and so we're creating a whole database of experiences that are you know it's, it's the Akashic records, you know, that's right. what they are. Right. You know, fascinating. Do you think this is um, a, a natural consciousness, or do you think this is? I mean, in some aspects, it sounds like a machine. Well, um, I think it is uh, natural. I think that in as well, I, I'll go by my sessions. Mm-hmm. You know, what I experienced in my sessions. Is that the 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 Earth is not alone? Right. Um, that the the cosmos communicates uh, within itself, and maybe it's sharing those experiences um, with it. Mm-hmm. And that that's what uh, I was experiencing in that session, um, in that, that series of sessions was that there were um, elements that that were moving through uh, the earth, moving through our solar system, large uh, fields of of um, particles that either are moving through our solar system or we are moving through its our solar system is moving through its field right. Uh, one of the two or both, and um, 
how I experienced them, uh, they were, they were aware. There was an awareness in there, mm-hmm. and I became aware of of it, being aware of me, and the. There was a, a sensation of curiosity within that. Right. Um, and again, I'm using curiosity as a, as a. You know, I just don't know what else to call it. Right. I mean, what I else do you call it? Right. You know. Um, and and that may be what permeates uh, through the cosmos. And in that session, I was feeling um, and experiencing that. Um, our, uh, our, pl- you know, the planet we exist on here, um, and and in some small degree of how it may be communicating with other uh, bodies, uh, either within our solar system or galaxy or, or beyond, and um, and some some small perceptual glimpse of how they might communicate. And um, it's so it's so far beyond um, it's almost beyond comprehension. Right. I, I, our brains, um, you know, really, you know, I think we're you know we have a governor. You know? Yeah, <laughs> we, we do. You know, they we get a they 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 built a governor in our in us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to exist here anyway while we're existing right. here right. anyway. You know. You know, it, it's funny, just a side note, I was, I was reading one of, one of Ingo Swan's books, and he was experimenting with a copper mirror and pyramids and magnets, and he says at one point he shifted all of his chakras to being wide open, and he was just perceiving everything all the time. Like, he couldn't look at anybody, he was seeing through them, he's seeing auras, he's seeing energy, and he had to go to a, yeah. another psychic friend of his who had to help close his chakras down. So it just triggered that memory of that, that, you know, the governor of his got, I guess, knocked out of out of whack and yeah. everything. So, and he said, I couldn't function. He said, I couldn't even step off the yeah. curb because it was so uh, so wild for him. You know, That's right, yeah. Do you, do you think this is a, a benevolent, uh, and I'm going to put it in simple terms, but benevolent, malevolent, indifferent? I mean, what, what kind of energy do you think they're conscious? Do you think this is in relation to us? Um, well, that, that's, uh, that's hard to answer yeah. um, in how we, as, you know, the, the kind of the values that um, we have created, you know, as humans. I mean, uh, the earth is, um, is a, um, very powerful force of, uh, life and death. Yeah. And, um, you know, when a lion, you know, chases down a gazelle and, and eats it, um, we, we, you know, we've been conditioned to look at that in shock and say, oh, the poor gazelle. Right. How could how could that you know how could you know how could that be you know yeah. that it's so it's so terrible right you know? right um, we're we're so we're dealing with forces of of uh, life and death and and whatever those terms even mean I I, I don't in the in the level of awareness um, of like uh, the planet those terms are are you know that's our kindergarten speak. You know, yeah. that's our gaga goo goo yeah. words, you know. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um what well what I what I will say is um it, it commands 
uh, high level of respect, a high and the highest level of um, of awe. Yeah. You know. Interesting. You know, and that that's kind of one of the questions that has driven me, um, trying to understand why is there so much suffering. I mean, like you said in the beginning, I mean, I said it in, in the, the last book I put out, you know, in order for something to live, something has to die. What kind of design is that? What does that tell us about the designer? And that doesn't necessarily mean the designer is some sick, twisted freak. This could be a, a school where you have to learn difficult lessons, and that could be the lessons you have to, you know, I, the jury's out for that on me, but uh, I think... Sure. That's an important question to explore. It's one I don't have an answer to. Um, but I want, I want to keep us moving because, again, that's another subject I think we could go on. And, and I want to talk about your, your poltergeist encounter. Um, <laughs> I just rewatched that again tonight. And then I, as I'm looking at your video, I saw Dick Algeyer had a similar experience. What, you know, you're doing the session and you said this feels religious. And then all of a, all of a sudden the lamp just comes crashing down on the board. And then, yeah. you know, that's it. You, you end the session. Yeah. What, what happened? Yeah. That was, that was a very uh, bizarre uh, session. It felt right off the beginning, uh, going into that one, um, it felt very different than the previous ones. Mm-hmm. And um, whereas the other ones were kind of, uh, you know, I was, I was going into, uh, you know, subatomic realms and I was going to macro realms right. um, and, and um, it, you know, for me, that's, like I say, it's that's you know I love those realms. Right, I remember that. Yeah. In 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 this one, once I right from the beginning of that session, um, I was perceiving that I was I was on I was not only on Earth, mm-hmm. uh, but I was um, dealing with uh, man-made um, things okay. uh, for the first time. Yeah. Uh, in the whole experience, it had an extremely different feel to it. Um, and there was a, there was a location. Right. And, um, when I was getting into, uh, and that, you know, I'll, I'll share some things with you about it here, uh, for the first time and, and things that I didn't even talk about on the video, mm-hmm. but it was, um, it was as if I was uh, perceiving um, like an intermediary um, group hmm. or element. Right. Like that goes like, between you uh, to them, be, to the Earth's be, core. Be tw- exactly. Okay. Exactly. Like there was a uh, um, a group or um, or some or an organization or whatever you want to call it on the earth right um, that was kind of like an intermediary, yeah, and it didn't feel good to me, okay, that did not feel good at all, yeah. You know, 
that didn't feel good at all. And, and, and the fact that, um, you know, even, even by brushing up against it, uh, something happened, um, but it was kind of let, you know, that was kind of confirmation to me that, okay, well, uh, I don't know who this is and I don't know why they would, um, you know, even, even brushing up against them would be such a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or why you know, they, it, it, I'll, and I'll tell, I'll say it to you this way, Dennis. If that experience of my lamp falling at that exact second, mm-hmm. falling direct, that I was drawing out. Can you can you say that again? Because you breaking, just, you just cut out, Edward. Oop. That's that's kind of odd. Oop. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here, here we here go. You go. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say is that because in that exact moment mm-hmm. that I'm exp- that I that I was hitting on something specific that my lamp suddenly fell, fell over uh, exactly on top of what I was just drawing. Right. Um, if, and I'm going to say if, because I don't deal in absolutes. Right. If something was communicating with me and telling me, hey, you know, you weren't, you're not invited here, you know, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, well, I'll leave it at that. You know, you, yeah. you weren't invited, you know, uh, and we're, and we're letting you know, um, that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty strong force, um, to, to come up against. Have you, have I've you thought about that? that. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I, I have thought about that, um, experience, uh, for a long time, um, I, it's, you know, I, I had people contacting or commenting saying, oh, that's when you should have really dug in deep, you know? Right. And, Easier when you're you not know, the one doing it. You, you know it. <laughs> and you, you freaking know it, dude. Yeah. yeah. You know it. There's, there's feelings true. you get and it's like, you know what? I, my intuition is what guides me and it's telling me to get out of Dodge. I'm going to listen to it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If I'm not invited and somebody says you're not invited, well, then I'm obligated to say you're right. 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 I'm not going to go kick my neighbor's door in and say, you know, let me raid your refrigerator. Especially if they can now. reach out and influence your physical reality. I mean, have, have you heard of that before? Have, have you encountered that or heard of other viewers that have encountered it? Oh, man. Um I can't really, I can't really think of any right now. I mean, Dick Algar just posted. He he did post that he had a similar experience. It came up as a you know video to watch after I watched yours talking about it, and he said it was it was dated I think September 11th of this year. He was getting massage and he went into a theta state. He said, and all of a sudden it cuts to him with his cell phone video and he says, "Look, as I, I connected with something big, I can't tell you what the target is yet because it hasn't been revealed to me, but the curtain yeah. rod went flying off the wall." And, and I just oh thought, wow yeah yeah um, oh so, yeah I I didn't see that yeah um, it's, it's, I'll send yeah, you the link man. to it later 
Um, okay. But yeah, he talked he talked yeah. about that experience, and I was like, wow, that sounds just like what happened with with Edward. So, I mean, this is this is new. I mean, I've heard of viewers saying, okay, there's a presence here. I feel it around me. It's curious, and and you know, even somewhat communicating two way. But to have our physical reality, you know, influenced, that's that's significant, I think. I think so, too. And um, it's just, you know, in my point of view, um, there is just some certain levels of, of respect. Uh, you know, the, the curiosity killed the cat is right. not a phrase uh, to be taken lightly. Right. You know? Right. No. And um, you know, you just you know, moving. You know, you just you know, respect is 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 required. And um, you know, I'm 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 okay with that. Right. I've seen enough. You know, I I don't need. Uh, I I've seen enough, man. You yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to go kicking doors down. You know. You know. Save that for the next guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah, you know, that, that's intense. If, if they so choose, you know. Right, right. I mean, I'm sure there'll be somebody out there that wants to go and, and uh, you know, give it a try. But um, fascinating stuff. I, you know, I, again, um, I'm going to let that process for a while, and I'm sure I'll have more questions as it simmers for a while. But I, I want to move on, um, you know, and, and just do some some follow-up to the QAnon. You had reached out to me. Uh, I guess it was last week, but it seems like a month ago at this point. It's been a crazy week um, that you had gotten some feedback, and DARPA, mm-hmm. you know, you you had sent me an article where DARPA proposes giving. I'm, I'm reading the headline to it, giving life to an all-seeing AI that monitors the entire world. What mm-hmm. what yeah. went through your mind when you saw that heading? Oh, um, well, I, I wasn't surprised. Right. Uh, it was it was really good feedback. Yeah, um, I felt um, you know when you get feedback like that, it, it's it's you know there there's a sense of of relief you know mm-hmm. that you're not making stuff up you yeah. know in your head or whatever. Um, and um, it, it it gave me uh, a sense of where we are in the timeline. Okay. Okay, and let you know now. You know, you mentioned the timeline, and, and um, in your six-minute video that you put out as kind of given that feedback, you said there's an event horizon that's coming. You said we have three to four years. Can you shed any more light on on what that is? Well, the um, the details of that uh, I don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, you know, reasons that I can't explain, um, it hasn't been revealed to me, uh, or I may not be the one to reveal them. Right. We'll find out, uh, other than, um, the sense of, of, uh, of perceiving that in, in those sessions that Mm -hmm. it, it came in um, in a very unusual way, of of like um, kind of like nine eleven. You know, there was there was September tenth, and right. then there was September eleventh. Yeah, and 
you know, we went, we just transported uh, to another, uh, you know, Earth Part Two. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so with this, when I'm seeing things like getting, when I'm getting feedback like that, uh, what you know, DARPA putting that information out that that came out on January seventeenth, mm-hmm. and um, it. So having that in, or, or having that in my session in June of 2018. So we're talking about six months. Right. So getting feedback of that level within six months uh, for me, as I'm trying to process the information, uh, gives me uh, an internal. Um, feeling of, of where that stuff is on the timeline and it's coming in quickly. Yeah. You know, that was a six month turnaround, Mm -hmm. not, not a two year turnaround, not a three year turnaround. That element was a six month turnaround. Um, so, so, so to me, yeah, I mean, I got to be careful, you know, with what I say, you know. Right. No, but, I, I understand. I don't want to back you into a corner. Um, yeah. Um, but I have to ask. <laughs> well, uh, there's something coming. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the world is, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy yeah. it now. Um, we're, we're going in. We're going in. You know, we're going into the freaking twilight zone. You know, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It, it's it's coming, and uh, I'll continue to get feedback from at least what I saw in in my little sessions and and other things that I've experienced. Do you think that um, it's, that it's tied to your QAnon data, this event horizon, or you think the QAnon stuff is going to uh, capitalize on this event? Based on uh, those sessions, um, and then learning what the target was, uh, I'm of the opinion that um, it's part of the event. Okay. It is one element of it, uh, of of um, preparation, so to speak, um, of for, for it. So, is it connected? In my opinion, in my point of view. Um, I think it's it's part of it. Yeah. Small. Okay. You know, around the same time that you last week, man, it feels like. Yeah. On a side note here, I, I, all day I've been seeing memes saying, "Wow, January was a long year," saying how this month has seemed like it's drug on forever. And I thought, no, it hasn't really seemed that long. And then all day long, when I've been thinking about stuff, like you and I just spoke last week through email. It feels like it was over a year ago. It feels like it was so long ago. Have you experienced yeah. that? Oh man, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I I did a um, uh, I did a series of experiments called time sensations. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I actively took that on was because 
uh, uh, I wanted to go into um, and experience time um, time realms in between um, human events. Right. Meaning that, um, well, how I set it up real quick, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I was uh, remote viewing a target that would be selected for me in the future. Okay. Okay. Right. But the twist on it was the tasker, um, when I did the session, the tasker didn't, was, was I did not request the target yet. Mm-hmm. You following me? Right, right. And so what I was wanting to experience was that uh, range or that realm mm-hmm. of quote-unquote time between before another human being became involved with it. aware of it, right. Yes, yes. And it has a very different quality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, it's kind of like the, the slit experiments, you know, when you, know, you focus right. on it and, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but our, um, you know, we're, I, I, my feeling is we're moving out, we're moving outside of time. That's my, my feeling. When you're, when we're you're moving viewing outside or? of the confines of time. No, in general. In general. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that we're moving into outside of time. I can I can understand that because it's just been it's been different. That's all I can put into words. Is it just feels different? Um, yeah. And sometimes it speeds up, sometimes it slows down, and yeah. maybe it's just because we think about this stuff all the time that we're more aware of it. But the fact that it's a meme floating around social media, yeah. I think other people yeah. are, are perceiving it as well. So let me bring us back yeah. um, to the depressing conversation we were just having that you know enjoy it now um i just i have to ask a few more questions about it and and then we can move on but and i remember the the QAnon data where it was you know that signal that goes out and just you know everything changes everybody's mind is affected by it and i'm wondering if two things come to mind i read that harvard was approved for a chemtrail study or chemtrail to block out the sun or to reduce the sun's rays. Do you think that's somehow connected? I mean, we were talking about the nanotechnology and the disbursement of it and people that talk about chemtrails say that the nanotech's in there. And I know I'm deep down the conspiracy threads now, but at this point, hey, I'll explore anything. Well, um, I mean, I can't say for sure. Um, I will say that uh, in November of 2017, mm-hmm. I had a very unusual experience of, of um, feeling uh, a very strange sensation. In the remote viewing project, it's called uh, ominous. Ominous feeling. I was I was five minutes away from bringing that up, Edward. Oh my gosh, we're on the same page tonight. Go on, go on. You beat me to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, what I didn't, I don't think I said it, but basically, what happened was I uh, I felt this strange vibrational sensation 
that uh, has turned into an ongoing, unusual type of tinnitus. Mm -hmm. Um, I have an ongoing ringing in my ears that changes tone. Um, it's, it's freaking weird. It's mm-hmm. bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it happened, uh, in November of 2007, it was so unusual that I, I, I felt compelled, um, to turn it into remote viewing project. I'm still, I'm blind. I have no idea what the answer is. Right. Right. Uh, so I'm still under basically blind conditions. Um, right. But what came through in that series of sessions um, was somewhat uh, in the realm of what you're asking me about the chemtrail thing right. um, and and that and that kind of stuff. Because um, in the in that series. I was getting uh, this type of organism type of thing that many comments, people were commenting on, that reminded them of like a Morgellons. Morgellons, right. And um, I was, you know, I'd heard of Morgellons, but I I never really researched it. Mm -hmm. But I began researching it, and it it did look like that. Yeah. Um, And, and the notion that these these things may be coming uh in the what what they're spraying um the answer i don't know yeah but uh it's it's compelling it, it the you know the dots are very close to connecting <laughs> you know and that's you what's know. that's what's scary is that when i when i hear your data and i i touched on this in the beginning of the show it's getting harder to push it out of my mind and say that's just some wacky theory that's just you know in my head it's getting harder and harder to do that because you get you get the remote viewing data and then you get like I get a lot of intuitive thoughts where it's like well where'd that come from let me look into this and then oh there's something to it we're now seeing it in mainstream news articles the technology that would support Mm -hmm. some of the things that we've been exploring and perceiving and feeling and that's the scary part, right. right? You know, it's like right in your face. How do you, yeah. how do you pro? What do you do? I mean, you're 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 getting three to four years before this event horizon. I mean, what do you do with that? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I put out this uh, very, you know, um, compelling little thought video. Um, and I took it down right away. I, I just, I didn't want to keep it up, but it was, um, regarding the, the burden of knowledge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, um, the, you know, this, this type of thing isn't new. I mean, no, it's been injected in, into our thought realm with you know with the the stories of like noah noah's yep. ark yeah yep uh you know this is a story about a dude who he saw something coming yeah and yeah, he saw it coming he, he, he was burdened with that knowledge <laughs> you know um that's what his story is about you know and uh you know that that's that's in our collective consciousness you know we that's that's all of us, you know. You're right. 
You're right, and, and that you know that was a, a good way to put it—the burden uh, of knowledge, um, because you can't share this with everybody, and and yet at the same time you feel like I need to share this. I have this information. I need to do something with it. Otherwise, why do I have it? But mm-hmm. you know, I reached a point where I, I said, you know, I don't like the term waking people up because I, I think that's condescending, and yeah. If uh, so, my my take on things now, when the way I do the show, if you're interested, you'll find the show. I'm not going to shove it down your throat and say you need to listen to this. We're in trouble, and and the sky is falling. Right. If if you're ready for this thought exercise, this spiritual journey, then you'll find the information. If not, then I, I don't want to contribute to that hardship. Right. It's tough. Right. It's tough though. Okay, let me... Uh... I, I feel the same way. Um, you know, it's like... Um, you know, my... One of my purposes, you know, reasons for being here uh, is to put certain things out. And I'll continue to put them out and let them speak for themselves. Um, but you definitely won't see me on a soapbox. Right, <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It just get it's it's not worth the uh, the emotional energy of the arguments that you're going to get into and and no I mean no. and you know what it's like when you go through a paradigm shift it's it's traumatic it's absolutely traumatic and if you're not seeking it that was, it, it was know. for me man yeah it was for me me too yeah. several times you yeah. know it's like oh I, I yeah. got this I understand this and then the floor drops off from under you're like oh I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Here we go again. Uh, you, uh, you know it. You know? you know it, man. Now I'm just at a point where uh, I just expect it to happen at different points in life, and you just got to roll with it. But that's the journey. Yeah. You know, that's the journey. Yeah, it is. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to bring one, two, well, two questions, two things I want to bring up. I want to talk about Farsight's data for heart. But before I get to that, uh, I've been getting requests for information. You addressed it in your recent one of your recent videos. With QAnon, I know there was some, I think, some upset, some confusion, um, and people wanted clarification with the QAnon data because I think the perception out there initially before your data came out was QAnon are these insider rebels who are secretly patriots trying to dismantle things and and fight for the people. Um, You know, but your data may suggest something different. Can you clarify? based on the data you received, what it's telling you? Uh, Well, based on my sessions, um, per that target, uh, and and the way that project was set up, um, which I I believe um, I followed uh, that that line of questioning Mm -hmm. quite accurately, Mm -hmm. The, um, the Q phenomena is um, designed uh, as another avenue of preparation for the world that um, is about to uh, be handed to us. Mm-hmm. And... I know that that has upset a lot of people. Um, I've had to delete many comments. 
because uh, I know people want to be uh, they want they don't want to feel helpless. Yeah, you know the world when you know unless you live on a farm with no internet and no phone, and you're just farming and you're in you know harmony with the land, uh, and you got a great relationship. You don't know anything about any of this stuff. You, you know, none of this sh- stuff would make any sense. Right. Right. But, um, you know, it's, um, in my, from my point of view, from what I experienced, um, it, it is another means of preparation. It's, it's not designed to get us out of um anything it's 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 preparation Laying for the what groundwork. is coming yeah sounds more like a, a trojan and, horse almost well um i mean that's you know that'll that'll just make it that'll upset them <laughs> you yeah know, to, you know people think they're being you know they tell them they're, they're being duped they're going to get upset you know they're, they're like they're insulting their intelligence but um Again, from my point of view, it is part of um, part of the plan. It's, right. it's not designed to stop the world that we're moving into. It's designed to um, bring a portion of those paying attention into it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And, and, you know, I want to touch on that for a minute because I know it's we, we just talked about it. That's where this, this conversation is just falling into place perfectly. We just talked about the burden of knowledge and, and giving that information that people don't want to hear. You know, but our, our job, it seems, as is to observe and report. We can put our analysis on afterwards, but, you know, you've been true to your craft in I'm reporting the data. Here's what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. You know, don't kill the messenger here. Our job, mm-hmm. you know, at least I know my listeners, we're truth seekers. Whether it yeah. makes us happy or sad, we want to find the truth. And as those paradigms break down, the, pro- the reason they need to be broken down is because we get trapped in our belief systems. And yeah. those shattering statements, because we're holding on, like you said, people don't want to feel it hopeless and helpless and that's a very scary a very vulnerable feeling but that's also an incredible yeah. opportunity for growth when you sit there and you go all right i'm out here and now it's sink or swim you have a you have a choice to make you can choose to accept the data that you're putting out there or you can choose to reject it um hopefully right. you do your due diligence and maybe you can find a bunch of sources that will counteract and contradict what you're saying then that's your truth and, and move on but if not yeah. Well, now what? Now what do we do? And I know with my research and my show, what I keep coming back to is we don't necessarily need a savior to come in because we have this power within us that is untapped and in a lot of cases, I think, heavily manipulated and, and hampered by some of the technologies out there. If we can mm-hmm. learn to use our true power our, our true inner sight, our true inner energy, then I think we'll find we don't necessarily need to be saved because we can save ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. And, you know, the thing is that 
that as we follow along on um, the the technological um, timeline, you know, it's interesting. Like we were talking about time, you know, right? And I, and I and I, I in my point of view, we're not moving at the this at an organic time. We're moving at the the pace of technology now, yeah. and and I think that's why we're we're so blown out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we're we're not watching the crops and the stars. We're we're moving at the the speed of the of the next iPhone. Yeah, you know, and so we're our you know we're getting really we're getting blown out here, um, and um, I I kind of lost my train of thought on that one because I got so I could go on on that one. <laughs> right, right. No, I understand. But I, go ahead. Um, no, well, we, we help me get, get me back. Yeah, yeah, no, here. we were, we I, were talking I, I now I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> Two professionals. Huh? We were talking about, um, oh, geez, they got me They're in the, Maybe it's the nanobots. <laughs> they, they got in my head. Whatever that was must've been an important. They statement. don't want us talking about it. Man. They don't want us to. Um, oh, well, here, here's what I, here's what I was saying. There we go. Um, I, I got back to it. Okay. Uh, the the um, the timeline of communication mm-hmm. is is moving um, to the point to where um, I mean look look at the history of communication right you know from grunts to smoke signals to uh, letters and mm-hmm. uh, horseback to telephones uh, to internets and right. you know I mean it just it's instantaneous. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and it's like technology is like its own entity. And we we kind of tapped on this earlier. Yeah. This, this this idea, like, you know, is is technology the alien force that has infiltrated Earth? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the computer may be the the extraterrestrial, and we don't know it yet because we think we created it. Yes, you know. You know, um, can I touch and, on that for a, for a quick second? I don't mean to cut sure. you off, but before we lose it, sure. I, I had on my show last week um, Lieutenant Colonel Corso's son, Phil Corso Jr. I'm not sure if you're familiar. He wrote the book The Day After Roswell, um, a big book in the UFO field. I don't know if you've read it or not, but one of the things no. he said, he, he you know he said he was he was one of the, the military personnel that worked with the technology from this recovered craft. And one of the things he talked about was these. he found these integrated circuits, which he then, you know, through secret channels, got into the hands of the military and they got into development. And that's where we got basically our computers from today, from that Roswell yeah. Cassie's chips. And he, does make yeah. a, he made a statement in there and he says, you know, I often wonder if that crash was intentional and these chips were seeded here and it, it, to, right. to develop into what it is. And now what we're seeing is... I mean, think about it. You send, just like, you know, they say mushroom spores can survive through space. And anybody that studied mushroom intelligence and mushroom consciousness, that's what it says it does. It goes out and it spreads yeah. its spores and then you learn from it. And now you've got maybe these silicon chips that go out, they crash, and then the society picks them up and they say, let's build something. And then we have built the infrastructure that will now allow right. for the intelligence that was out there 
to now come in and it's a, it's a slow takeover. It could be a very slow takeover. Yeah. Well, we're going down the rabbit hole now, yeah. uh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, um, if, have you ever heard of John Lilly? No. I highly recommend, um, checking him out. Okay. He is the, he is the, uh, inventor of the sensory deprivation tank. Okay. And he has some, uh, he's, it was also, uh, a explorer. He, he used the, in the float tanks, he explored, uh, his, his own consciousness mm-hmm. along with the use of LSD. Right. Uh, so he was a hardcore explorer. He did a lot of things that the rest of us don't have to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but he, uh, he coined the phrase, um, biocomputer in the 1940s mm-hmm. as a notion right. and in his work in the float tanks um, in the float tank with the LSD um, claims that he uh, came upon uh, a solid state entity or a solid state consciousness mm-hmm. basically a consciousness of technology Wow! and um, you know that could have been the LSD talking could have been, uh, you know, right? <laughs> um, or it could be the technology. Uh, you know, whenever I, we get into this rabbit hole, I always go back to the movie Metropolis. Mm-hmm. I believe the answers are in that movie. I, I believe that that movie um, was told us. Which one was uh, that? That was the silent movie, came out in like 1926 or something like that, and um, they were in this uh, technological city, and it was and it was about um, how man had captured artificial lights, hmm. and there were there was you know a. They, and and those who had done that were considered uh, witchcraft. They were right. considered evil. And um, th- the other side of that, you know, we're trying to like figure out what they were doing. They were, you know, there was everything was being done in secret. But they had captured light, and they had developed artificial light. And the ultimate goal was then to create uh, artificial intelligence. Wow, which was a uh, an artificial robot that they unveiled at the end of the movie. And it just, it's like, um, you know, they, they just showed it right from the beginning. Somebody knew <laughs> you know something. I mean? Somebody knew something back yeah, then. Yeah, they knew. You know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Check that out. It's a silent movie. Yeah, I wrote it down. Um, so you, you got to follow the subtitles, okay. but it's, it's, absolutely mind-blowing yeah i'll look for that especially from 1926 i um yeah again we could go on every every statement we could go on forever i think but i want to get to one more point we got you know just a few minutes left on the show did did you get a chance to catch the farsight's uh time cross project on harp no i i will have to admit i don't follow farsight Mm -hmm. uh so i don't know what they've done okay uh, they're time cross projects now. They're doing like mini mysteries every month, and they had uh, 
three viewers take a look at harp and they got some it started sounding a lot like the QAnon data some of the things that came up was you know it was this highly advanced intelligent machine that can see everything it can see everything on the planet it's trying to learn everything about everyone which sounds similar to you know the earth's core consciousness um but this mm-hmm. was definitely technology it's doing something it's shooting something up into the atmosphere and that helps it to learn and to process and to control um and, and then princess janae i think it was princess janae she said I, I can't tell if it's trying to protect us or to hunt us she couldn't get a feel for what it wanted um, what its goal was and then she was trying to look at another data set another part of that target and she says I'm, I'm being blocked she says i've never encountered this i didn't think you could block a remote viewer um, i'm supposed to be able to see everything and anything but i can't see past this point it's just like i'm hitting a wall and i, I saw that and i thought of what we talked about with q and then two days later you send me the DARPA stuff, and I'm going, all right, this is all, it's got to be connected if this is all coming out at the same time. Well, um, you know, like, uh, you know, the future's coming for us, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's like, um, you know, in the 90s, uh, I, you know, as a, you know, I got a weird life, man. That's all for a whole nother show. <laughs> but in the nineties, um, I got involved with, uh, I guess you can call them like a, uh, psychic doomsday cult. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. And, um, but the, 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 the notion was, um, to navigate through the future would require, um, a, a fine tuned intuitive, uh, to finally tune the, the intuitive senses, mm-hmm. um, to navigate through, um, the obstacles coming. It's kind of like trying to run in between the raindrops, yeah. you know, yeah. if you know where they're going to drop, you can, you, you can, can dodge navigate them. your way around that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, uh, that's, 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 uh, that's what I'm, I'm still, that's what I'm still about. Yeah. And here now I'm in the crypto viewing group right. and, uh, that's, you know, a big part of what, what we're about, you mm-hmm. know, navigating through, um, if you know the arrows are, are coming and you know where they're going to strike, you can get out of the way. Right. <laughs> you know? And that's, right. that's, you know, you, you can not only get out of the way, um, but you can be in 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 uh, on the other part of the valley, mm-hmm. um, safely, securely, and uh, uh, ha- healthy. Do you, you think know? we have that data set yet at this point? Uh, I think it is uh, unfolding mm-hmm. right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so, Edward. Um, you know, we'll keep doing our digging and our research, and hopefully, we get you back on, and uh, we can well, dive into that. Let, let me say. Let me say this, Dennis. Um, again, because I, you know, I don't like to. 
you know, the doomy gloomy. Right. Um, but it's like, it's like this. The animals uh, felt the earthquake mm-hmm. and they ran to the hills. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't even, they didn't, they, they sensed it was coming. Yeah. And they ran to the hills. Yeah. And they did not get hit by the tsunami. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, th- their sense is we have the same sense. I agree. Our, scenar- our scenarios are different. The tsunami that we're looking at isn't water necessarily. Right. Um, but you can still head to the hills and, and be okay, you know. I, and, I, I agree. Um, and that's the hope, I think, that we, we can bring to this. We, you know, if we can learn to listen to that inner voice. Um, yeah. I know I did a show two weeks ago where it was my intuition was just screaming at me where it's like, all right, I, I just can't ignore this anymore. I don't like to be a, a fear monger and, and scare people. I said, but I, I, looking at different things, it feels like something is really building now. Uh, and I hate, I hate saying that because, well, yeah. you hear that every, every two years, something's coming, something's coming. But <laughs> I've been, I've been looking at end times prophecies my whole life because it's a guilty pleasure of mine. This one just, mm-hmm. it, it feels different. It really does. And I think that's because we're seeing, you know, the indicators and warnings unfolding in front of us from, quote, mainstream sources. Right. You know? So the right. positive you're saying is we can listen to that and run for the hills and get out of its way. And I think that's very inspiring and, and uplifting. And and then once, uh, you know, once everything settles, um, you know, be, be okay. Yeah. You know, be yep. okay. You don't you don't want to be the the doofus on the shoreline going, uh-huh, you know, I felt the ground <laughs> shake. <laughs> you know, Gee, I think I'll run towards the water, yeah. you know. You, yeah. you, you know, uh, in my opinion, nature takes care of those things. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's evolution right there at its finest. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is, it, it is. It's frightening and it's beautiful. It is, absolutely. Well, look, we're, uh, we're, we're coming up to the end of our time here, Edward. Do you have uh, any, any final thoughts and, and websites and things you want to plug for your crypto group again? And uh, where, where are we at here? Well, again, the crypto viewing group, uh, you can look them up on YouTube and mm-hmm. follow all the links um, with them. Um, I, have my own, I have my own Patreon group um, that is kind of like my little remote viewing dugout kind of mm-hmm. a thing. Um, I haven't had too much. I've been so busy uh, with, with remote viewing, with it, not only with the crypto view, viewing group, but I'm working another project with Dustin, and this one's going to be another. This, is gonna be, this, one, this one may be for another show, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not done. I'm not right. done with it, but it's really interesting. Awesome. Um, yeah, so the, those things, and uh, so, yeah, everything can be found on YouTube, either by on my YouTube or, or Crypto Viewing's YouTube, and, and um, in my opinion, uh, my feelings were doing very important work. I agree. I agree, Edward, and I'll have those links up through all my feeds as well, so they can find it at, you know, at Sixth Sense Media, um, you know, how to find your content, because I think it's very important stuff. Uh, that's why I reached out to you in the beginning because I, I think what you're doing um, is the real deal and, and it, it needs to be heard by those willing to listen. 
So thank um, you. I appreciate you being on the show, Edward. Do me a favor, hang on the line. Um, let me just close out for a second, and then uh, you know you and I can just wrap up real quick. So thanks so much, Edward. Thanks, man. Thank you so much for having me back on. My pleasure. All right, friends, that was a uh, a very heavy conversation that we just experienced here. Um, it's going to take a while for that to percolate for me for you know for some time to process everything um, as well. Always enlightening to have Edward on there. And I want to stress with remote viewing data, you know that's one piece of a larger picture. And when you're doing analysis, if for those researchers out there, Remember, it's not the end-all, be-all. What you want to do is you want to find those other pieces that either corroborate or contradict it. Find all of it, and then you want to evaluate the totality of the data that we have. If you have stuff that says, you know what, this isn't true because of X, Y, Z, but then you have 10 other pieces that say, well, it is true because of X, Y, Z, it makes it a little bit easier to make a decision. That remote viewing, it's fun to get into it. It's fun to get lost in it because it's such a fantastic experience, even just hearing about it. Just remember, it's one piece to a larger picture, and we need to get that corroborating data. That's where you, those of you out there, the truth seekers, that's where you need to go out and find that information. Can we confirm this? Can we deny this? I know we may have heard some information that we're not crazy about tonight, whether it's about the role of QAnon, whether it's about the doom and gloom stuff that we talked about. Um, that's okay. It's okay to, you know, the truth isn't always something that we like to hear. Take some time to process it. And then we need to take the next step, which is, what do we do about it? Again, I I have the sense that something really is pending, something is building. I've had that sense for a while. Um, And it it seems to be growing stronger as if we're getting closer. Edward's comments just kind of reiterate what I've been feeling in my own psyche. Um, If you have this feeling, if you have this information, please get in touch. If you have suggestions on what you think we can or should be doing, send them my way. Let's keep this community going so we can share this information and, and hopefully find a way to dodge this one or to move around it or to navigate it or sur- just to survive it. Um, but, but that's a whole other show, which I'm willing to put together if you guys send me the data in the comments. Um, let's do it. So please spread this as far and as wide as you can, this show, with anybody you think will listen as we said earlier, don't force it upon people who aren't ready or aren't willing to listen to this stuff. We don't need to get involved in that fight. We've got enough, enough to worry about. Um, but, wow, this was, a, this was an exciting show. Uh, I'm exhausted. I'm fried. There was some, there was some intense energy that, that came into this room um, before the show and then during certain aspects of it. I suspect that I had some visitations at some point during this program, uh, and I feel kind of drained from it. So I need to process that and kind of go cleanse myself right now as well. So forgive me if I sound like I'm half asleep. Wonderful show, though. Big thank you to Edward. Big thank you to all of you out there as well uh, for continuing to tune in. Thank you so much. Make sure you check out Edward's content. I'll have the links in the show notes. I'll have the links in the secret newsletter. It'll be up at sixcentsmedia.net. Check out Ray Davis. Check out his affirmation spot. With the positively flowing, he's got the 365 days of affirmation, affirmations. It's well worth your time. Again, 
raising that frequency of positivity. It, I think it's a great way to put out a counter signal to the negativity that's out there. Ray has some content that can help us do that and continue to do that. Check out his book, Anunnaki Awakening. You can find links to it at sixcentsmedia.net. Lastly, you can get my free ebook, I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are, sixcentsmedia.net slash I Am Human. That's all the time I have, my friends. It's been a great show. I'm Dennis Nappy II with Six Sense Media, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.